well, things have to get worse before they get better. We got Omicron surging through, big tech earnings within the micro and macroeconomics, and we'll talk a little bit about what we're doing uh, to kind of make our way through these times. All right, welcome back to this week's episode. Oh my gosh, I almost knocked over some stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> on this week's episode, I feel like we're like a broken record at this point. We've only been talking about COVID and how things are just getting worse. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my dinner table. Just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like this week, on okay, so the beginning of the week I think was a huge bait, at least on my end, because like if you, you guys saw the was open. Oh. No, no, no. So this <laughs> talking about last week. So like I think last week for our last week's episode, we were talking. I was talking about how like things are gonna be looking like pretty good like going forward for the rest of the year, probably post like June time. Mm. You know, obviously you were more bearish and Andrew was kind of like in the middle. It's just like anything can go, right? An ape. Yeah, an ape. So for this, for this last week, on Tuesday, things were looking pretty good. Like everything was coming back. Um, we were getting like a rally and a lot of things. And I think, at least on my end, I thought like we we're going to be going into like a better period in the stock market. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of the week happened. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys paid attention to the rest of the week. But the, and Andrew's obviously not paying attention right now, but the rest of the week, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, so the rest of the week was pretty awful. I think in most cases, at least in like the, the small to mid caps, all of them were down. Mm-hmm. I don't think even in large caps, I don't know, Andrew, were you tracking more of the large caps this week? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they were hit as hard, but they weren't, I don't think they were um, trending upwards. Yeah, so I think most things were just headed downwards. I think even even banks were getting hit like pretty hard. Oh wow, because we talked about how the tech rotation, or it might have been a rotation towards the finance mm-hmm. sector. Yeah. So like honestly, I I don't really know what's. I think people. Are, I think they're trying to price in everything, from what it looks like. So the whole market's moving downwards as people are trying to figure out where things should be properly priced. Mm-hmm. Right now, I don't think anyone knows where things should be priced. In like the I worst think case also, we, I mentioned this last time, but a lot of the um, price dropping action was um, algo-based. Like you can tell mm-hmm. by the by the patterns that a lot of the, the tickers were following. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's also on the flip side talks that um, this upcoming week uh, is actually going to be a rebound from the price drops from last week, mm-hmm. yeah. particularly I mean, for the yeah mid small small cap uh, yeah. companies. I think the at least for this week, I think this is gonna tie into like some of the other topics. We're gonna see a lot of like the bigger banks report their earnings later this week, so it's gonna be a nice picture. Like if you guys like pay attention to earnings, I think it's like it's gonna be a good view of like how the banks are viewing the economy going forward. Because mm-hmm. they're going to be talking about how they did last quarter and how they're going to project out um, like all their financials. And it's going to give us a good view or at least like a good view on like how like these professionals are seeing the market going forward. Right. And where they're going to be spending their money, lending their money. Um, so I think it, this week is going to be a good indicator on like how things are going to be moving. But I, honestly, like for me, I don't think... 
we're gonna have like a full rebound, like Andrew just mentioned. Just because I think we're gonna have like something's come back up a little bit, but then I think it's gonna be beaten down quite a bit more. So I'm a little more bearish this week. But I think in the long term of the year, I'm still a bull. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I think the month of January is gonna be kind of rough. At least until like things kind of get cleared up in terms of like all the earnings. So like us seeing like how other companies do, I think that's gonna give uh, give at least the people in the stock market more confidence in how like they're investing going forward. Yeah. Well, I just always think it's like so interesting how there's that rhythm of like people having to, or like everyone, right? Like hedge fund managers, the public, just trying to factor in what they think are the proper evaluations. I mean, that's like the how the stock market works. But it's just interesting to see how, because like we don't know. No one ever knows what the end of the year is gonna look like, and so I just feel like sometimes it's just interesting that we make these decisions now. I don't know.、Mm-hmm. That made no sense. I guess now that I said it out loud, but <laughs> no, it makes sense. I think it makes sense. Yeah, I think everyone's trying to forecast and trying to be like a fortune teller in the, the stock market, right? Because、mm-hmm. that's how you kind of get gains.、Like、oh yeah, on,、like, how you time things. I guess Unless... I said that, and then I guess my punchline would be: that's why you become a index fund investor so that you're ready for all weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, an index investor doesn't sound too bad right now. I think I'm. Because you're busy, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> busy with other investments in his life. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I think, well, okay, that's not what I was talking about. Financially and socially. <laughs> I'm just talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about how like the the spy hasn't really been hit the last few weeks. Even the QQ, actually. Friday hit the QQQ and the spy pretty hard. I don't, but I think the rest of the week was. I think the last two days, Thursday and Friday, they both were down.、Yeah. But like Friday was definitely a lot harder. Like it was a huge rotation down as a whole.、Mm. So I think some people were pulling money out of the market rather than just rotating.、Mm-hmm. But we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll see like how that goes.、Um, but what are you guys' thoughts? Like, do you guys think? So like Andrew, you kind of brought up like that the. The like the rumors that this week might be better, but do you think we're kind of at the end of it, or do you think it's still a falling knife that you're trying to catch?、Uh, I don't think I'll know that exactly, but I think if we if we do assume that everything is priced in with、uh, where prices are at,、um, like on average are at right now,、mm-hmm. I think if you choose to buy into companies that are Fundamentally sound. I think it shouldn't matter, like it shouldn't matter, like、um, how much worse it gets. Yeah. Given that I think a lot of things are generally has been pri- priced in, in my opinion.、Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as long as you're not, you know, you know, pouring a whole bunch of money into something that's not profitable and、mm-hmm. um, has some sketch balance sheet, then I think you should be fine.、Mm. So like buy and hold. But then, like, what if you're you have like this lump of cash, right? You don't want to be like putting it into. So it's like some some new person comes into the market this month. They have like one or two k, right? And they don't want to be investing the the full of it、yeah. this week because like they might think it's going to go down a little further. Yeah. Um. You can spread out your your.、Uh... Like if you're yeah if you're in their position, what would you do? Like would you just like 
I would, I mean, it depends on like what your confidence is. It's like a matter of opinion, right? Some people, and this is where like timing the market becomes like a lot harder. And oftentimes what you want to do when it's really hard to like have any idea to do this is just to find fundamentally sound companies, right? So in the long run, it shouldn't matter whether or not, you know, the macroeconomics uh, impacts, you know, the company that you bought into. I think that's a hard thing though, like doing that and being um, confident, even when prices are dropping, I think mm-hmm. is um, is the hard part. Yeah. So it's like, hmm? okay. So you're like, you're just like, you just buy it at whatever price and as long as you're confident, just it's okay. Well, it's a comfort level thing, right? Some people yeah. I would say like, you know, let's just say if you have a thousand dollars, you put in a hundred dollars and then um, mm-hmm. as price, maybe the price drops, then you double down and you put $200 in the market, having put $300 in the market, and then maybe double down again, and then you put $400 so that you average down to the middle cost of what you bought at. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, you could you could just withhold yourself from entering the market just because you think overall it's overvalued. But mm-hmm. I think that in itself is timing the market, right? It is timing the market, yeah. So, so it's kind of hard, right? So that's why I'm saying, like, just find fundamentally sound companies um, that you're okay with maybe having a price drop of like 10% in the next like month, right? 10% wow. Yeah. I mean, if you go, if you look at some of the growth, some tech companies, they have dropped in the last past like month, like 15, 20%. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. saying. Like I think 20% might be more realistic for this month, but but if you look at big cap stocks, they're not going to move 20% downwards that that will call for like. Dude, Somebody. that would be insane. <laughs> S&P 500 would be moving like 5%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are there like any, so so you're like more focused on like the macro of the companies, like how they're doing? The micro, right? So Yeah, yeah. the micro, micro, micro. Yeah, so as long yeah. as the fundamentals haven't changed for the company, don't worry about the noise mm-hmm. of the macro. Mm-hmm. It's because a lot of it has been priced in, right? It's not like this is just the beginning of everything, right? Right. Has it though? Has, do you actually oh, I mean, know, I would say right? from some of the highs, it has gone down significantly from the last past month. That but then sure. that's like the same argument as like, you know, the stock has gone so high, it can't go any higher, right? So like you still say like, since they've been getting pulled down so much, they can still go lower technically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, just yeah. think that at one point, people will start to recognize that maybe it's actually underpriced at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether whether or not that's ten percent, five percent down, ten percent down, I'm not sure. No one really knows, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm just saying that you shouldn't have to worry about that if, as long as you're choosing a company that makes sense. Yeah. So don't and buy, you can buy, just dollar cost stocks, average like <laughs> instead of having to think about like timing when you think it's like a ten to buy. Right. So you just average it every day. Yeah. Or you know, yeah. yeah if you have like, but I feel also you don't want a dollar cost average into a shit stock either, right? <laughs> like, oh, exactly. Yeah, like, I think sure. that that yeah, fundamental. Sure. Like, if you yeah. believe in this company and it's a long term hold, um, yeah, it doesn't hurt to dollar cost instead of mm-hmm. having to like hold. Like, oh, I'm gonna wait till next week, and then somehow the price goes up, and then you're like, oh man, maybe I should put it in now, and, and you know, kind of get into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys aren't looking at like any catalyst in terms of the macro game, like going forward. Because like we talked about interest rates in the past, we talked about COVID in the past. I mean, what's worse than rate hikes in March, right? 
I don't know, like worse. from a from the Fed Reserve standpoint. Well, the fact no, that they they I think it can get worse because like it's said that like the the rate heights are gonna go up and like people mm. are like factoring it in. But like, what if like the full effects of that isn't still realized yet? Like, mm -hmm. it causes like another like chain reaction to like something else, and then yeah. people freak out again, and then like. Um, right. So, so Dude, that, I feel like that's that... one side. I think, yeah. I think that's one side. The other side is, what if this is an actual overreaction to that, right? There's I mean, two, that's there's true. two sides. Yeah, never yeah there is side, two sides. Right? Yeah, yeah. So once but again, this is like we're trying to predict something that we have no certainty about. Right, really? we are certain. There are a couple of things that we are certain about, which is it will happen. And it's happening yeah. earlier than we thought. Yeah. Um, not, maybe then, another thing that's up in the air is the number of times it will be hiked up, right? Right. So mm. like there have been there have been rumors that they might do like a double hike instead of just a single hike in March. Right. So mm -hmm. I think that's causing a little bit of turmoil as well. Mm-hmm. So Supply I think chain. they're oh, trying sorry. to yeah they're trying to price everything in. Dude, that's the other thing. That was crazy. Because you know how we talked about that last week? So mm -hmm. Jay Powell actually came out and talked about how like supply chain might be an issue. <laughs> like causing the inflation, um, right? The higher inflation numbers. Yeah. And he's like, he was like, it's, it was so good. He was like, I forgot the exact words. I forgot them. I should have sent it to you guys. But he was like, he's going to be more cautious about raising rates because of that. Like right. keeping that in mind. Yeah. And I was like, thank God you guys aren't dumb. Just like, thank God. Kevin, I'm telling you, you just gotta run, dude. He's gotta run for what? The Fed? Yes. Nah, you will become the Fed chair. There's too much reading. I think it'll be a little <laughs> You have to go back to econ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think, I think, I don't know, Trump, Trump made it. <laughs> I think it's different when He's it's like for fun econ. and then when like it's actually work. Unless like, I would... Not just work, but you impact millions of people in yeah the, maybe billions of people in this world mm -hmm. talk about an important job kevin dude yeah, honestly right? i honestly in some sense almost more important than the president at these times <laughs> oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. like he does everything like biden watches him <laughs> that's true but then but then you need biden to rehire him <laughs> yeah but he already got rehired so he's good now he's chilling yeah 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 but so you guys are looking at so you guys okay so we talked about that so what 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 side what side do you kind of align with though like each of you guys do you guys align with more of the fact that like we overreacted so far or do you guys align with more of the side like we've kind of properly reacted and we're probably gonna react a little more after we see like the official news i think for me i think we are going to react a little more <laughs> because I just feel like yeah, but generally I think this past year actually and also like this you know still to this day there's a lot of I don't know if it's because like we're entering that age space of like now we like you know have our jobs and we're like investing so we like are prone to listen to the news more but there's just I like I just feel like so many people have this kind of greed and like get rich quick mentality still mm -hmm. um even amongst like all of this that's going on and i just feel like because it hasn't actually happened yet like the interest rate hikes and all that stuff and even with like this uncertainty of omicron and like it it like takes a while for that supply chain impact to like impact more people and like really make a direct uh impact as they go on with their lives throughout the years and like if it's not fixed by then then i i really think that more and more of those people who were on those greedy sides will probably feel the effects of that like if they I don't know we're really highly leveraged and now like the interest rates are now crazy or mm -hmm. 
you know anything like that and they're like oh this is like legit like you know it's not working or whatnot you know mm -hmm. even with like because um recently talked with a friend who you can um you can trade bitcoin right mm -hmm. yep but there's like an app to do it but it's not legal in the u.s uh it depends like, on the app the there's a lot trading? of exchanges oh yeah like yeah. bitcoin futures yeah, yeah. Oh, he trades Bitcoin futures, and I was like, "That's crazy." <laughs> and he was saying how, like, yeah, he he like he does like this VPN thing, so that he can like nine times leverage or like nineteen times leverage. Like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's 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 not futures. That's um, what is that? Oh, that's I forgot the name of it. It could be futures, but is it futures? I have. I thought it. that was crazy. No, no, no I, it's. Well, let me see. I have the app for it, but. I, but with regards to that, it like is when futures. He... Never mind, it's futures. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was like, dang, <laughs> he's taking a leap of faith here. I mean, that's how Bitcoin like takes a fat dive, right? I think we talked about this, where like people are hella leveraged, mm -hmm. and then as like the price of Bitcoin drops, They're... it just like it wipes them out, so they need to pay it back. So now, <laughs> the only way for them to pay it back is like they have to start selling some of the some of the Bitcoins that they do have. Right, and and, and that can even like, leak into like the effects of their other holdings and assets, right? Like mm -hmm. to pay it back, right? So I haven't yeah. looked, but there is data available for people to see how leveraged um, the entire market, the market is, is at the current yeah. moment. So yeah. I mean, it was quite high. I, I feel like it's high it, still. <laughs> I think it came down a little bit. I think from what I've seen, mm -hmm. I haven't checked it in a bit, but I'm guessing December kind of like wipes people out a little bit, so they pull down their leverage. But then also like when that happens, people start leveraging again, right? Because like you'll mm -hmm. leverage to buy the dip. So usually it balances out a little bit. Yeah. It's so interesting also this idea of leverage. I feel like if you really think about it as like a construct, it's like, I mean, in the safer regards, we think about it like, oh, like we're buying a house, we leverage to buy a house. But then there's all mm -hmm. these like riskier and like whole spectrum of ways you can leverage from the like credit. the gangster movies of like leveraging to go like to the casino so you can like win back and then you get like a like a kung fu showdown because you have to fight off mobs you know i feel like that's, that's on the scale <laughs> i think the global credit economy is like i forgot what the number was but it was like some crazy number like mm -hmm. compared to what the number of us dollars that are available that they were technically um, made by the um by the central bank there mm -hmm. is like I forgot what the actual number was, but basically more than two times the amount of uh, credit money in the world, credit yeah. in the credit in the world than actual currency. Yeah. Right? Mm. yeah. So that that goes to show that um. You know, I mean, it keeps the economy moving, right? Yeah, I heard yeah. I heard that like debt and stuff, all of that plays into like yeah. innovation and. There's a there's a great uh, YouTube video by Ray Dalio that goes over the the great economic cycle and he talks about how credit and debt kind of affects that um i recommend that for any listener even for us too i, I got like listening I to it once it in yet. a while oh, um, but it's pretty cool it's very good visual too he has oh, okay. good uh designers or animators yeah. so we'll include that into the podcast description after yeah. and whatever descriptions we have in it after so then anyone can like pull it up interesting hmm. So you guys are actually not looking at the macro too much, or from what I okay, and Derek is looking at it a little bit, but Andrew, you're not too worried about it. I it's not that I'm not worried about it. I'm just thinking that like, for the most part, I think the price action has already spoken for itself. 
that people are pricing in most of what has been said. I think if there is like, let's just say, uh, Jay Powell says, hey, um, we're, we're putting rates at like some ridiculous number, right? Like just, I don't know what a ridiculous number would be. Like right? 4.5. That, like that's when you'll see like the price move like crazy, either one way or the other, right? Yeah. Um, but I think generally the the sentiment is that it will be relatively a strong response from the Federal Reserve. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You know what I found interesting? So I, this is actually something that uh, me Kevin picked up. Mm-hmm. But he was tracking um, twenty eighteen. So twenty eighteen was the last time we went through something like this where we had to do like price hikes or interest rate hikes. And what he saw in the market when he compared the lines of like the interest rate hikes and the market, it actually, it didn't correlate perfectly. So the market would continue going up even as the interest rates go up. Until later. No, no, no. So the, the, the point of inflection where like it actually started going down was, uh, I forgot what it was exactly, the name of it exactly, but it was when the Federal Reserve started offloading their balance sheet. So right now on their balance sheet, they have like $8 trillion of debt, right? So offloading it would just mean that they would sell, I think they would sell bonds to create, to buy back or... Yeah, what does offloading just, it mean? Like, are they paying some of it off or? Well, like, cause you know how they bought a lot of bonds mm-hmm. to put money into the market, mm-hmm. right? So they're just the opposite. So when they start selling bonds to like take the money back. I see. So then their balance sheet would drop, right? So it's just taking the money supply out of the market. And I think that's the that's the point where the market was actually falling in 2018. And that took about, I, I, think, I think from the video I watched, I think it was like three to six months after interest rates started getting hiked. So I think Jay Powell has talked about it, where he he's talked about how he's not like putting more money onto the market. He's already done that. He already stopped printing money, right? Mm-hmm. But he hasn't started taking back money yet. He just talked about raising interest rates. So I don't think we'll see like a major pullback until we see them taking money back, like taking money away from the market. And so in so, that example, when they started you know um selling the bonds again mm-hmm. did what, what like which way did the inflection point go like did so did the, assets, oh, the stock market like, just tanked yeah just tanked when that happened yeah yeah but it's, it makes sense right because like liquidity is drying up like mm-hmm. real liquidity is drying up because like, i think andrew also like talked about this like last week so this is why i thought the new the new video from me kevin was so interesting because andrew was like yeah how does it actually affect the market if like they just raise interest rates, right? With co- for companies that that have like good balance sheets, like why does it actually affect them, right? Mm. You brought that up. And mm-hmm. like, that was a good question. Cause like, how does it actually affect them? It doesn't actually affect these companies until later. Until like when money is actually like fundamentally pulled away from them. Like they, they, they lose the liquidity. So like people have less spending power. Companies have less spending power. Like they don't, there's not as much money flowing in the economy. So I think that's really interesting. So that's also why I don't think we're at the point where we're gonna make a full comeback yet. I think people are gonna be a little hesitant until they see that inflection point, mm. like actually occur. 
I mean, like, Marcus move randomly Good guess. in between. Andrew, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good fair assessment. Um, there will be a point, I think, regardless of whether it's, you know, this month or in May or later this, this year, um, I think that people will have to start factoring in maybe things that will occur year, two years out mm -hmm. um, that will be impacted, or maybe not even year, two years out, but six months out that's impacted yeah. by uh, Federal Reserve decision on mm -hmm. within, like their like how strong their response is, right? Yeah. Honestly, if the market starts playing two years out, I honestly think we should be in a bull run if that happens. Because <laughs> I think the market's only looking like three to six months out right now. I don't think it's looking like long, long term yet. True, true, true. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if it was, right, it would be more focused on the macro. Mm -hmm. Or micro, 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 micro. Like how oh, companies right. are actually doing. Because the macro economics, like the things that are happening in the macro are like very short term. Like COVID, okay, hopefully short term. COVID. <laughs> It's been, it's, been, it's been a while. COVID For some people, two or three years is a long-term hold. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, this is a long-term capital gain season. Yeah, yeah. I think in our heads, long-term is always like five, ten years. Yeah, but I guess COVID years. is almost 50% more than there, like on this way. Yeah, COVID's almost there. COVID's Dude, almost there. it's been almost two years since the drop in the market. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dude, it's been so long. It's been over two years since COVID's been discovered. Oh my god. Yeah, it's COVID nineteen. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. We're COVID. What would Omicron be like? COVID twenty twenty? No, twenty twenty one. I don't COVID know. But yeah, COVID twenty one. Um, anyways, so like, yeah, because the market's only looking at very short term things, right? So Omicron, they're looking at interest rate hikes in the next few months. Um, yeah, just basically those two things, right? Mm -hmm. They're just trying to see like how that affects the whole market. So I'm just ready for the market to go back to normal because I mean <laughs> it's way more predictable when it's normal. Well, and also I think another like maybe like perspective shift is I remember watching like an Andre Jake video and he was talking about how um, the boomers, right, the baby boomers, that generation is starting to reach like you know get older and they're starting mm -hmm. to like transfer their assets and their wealth and that a lot of this will either impact the stock markets or like be transferred to a new generation and that generation being i think the millennials and so like the millennials are like the up-and-coming people who will inherit a lot of like the wealth and stuff like that and so like because like for us like we're talking about a longer term time frame from when we think about you know realizing our gains and stuff like that you know there's probably a larger majority at play within the stock markets who are like these baby boomer generations who might be planning their retirements now and they're having to really assess what's going on um, within like the one or two two years and i think that would be interesting to kind of think mm. about so i actually watched that video too mm. so what do you actually think the wealth transfer is going to look like like how do you think it's actually going to occur because he doesn't actually go over that yeah he doesn't go exactly where that goes into right yeah yeah but how Seems do you think it's going to happen because I have my idea of how I think it would happen. I think it would pump up the stock market. <laughs> yeah. I think the same. So I think it's going to pump up the stock market and the crypto market. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it's like, like, it's like your, your parents are now giving you an allowance and you're like yeah, a yeah. kid. And now where's that kid going to spend? It's going to 
it's in their go, spear now. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna go where they're away from the oil companies. <laughs> yeah, away from oil, away from bonds. Exactly, it's gonna go. Yeah, yeah. So I think we might go into like a new market, like a new crypto market, a new like stock market where like valuations are way higher than what we normally expect. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Honestly, I think that's where the new the the wealth transfer is gonna how it's gonna look, mm-hmm. and like everyone, like all the old people. Are gonna be like, wow, this market's so overvalued, but it's just mm. like it's just a change, a transition. Yeah, it's just right. a transition to like what people actually believe in in terms of like assets, right? They're and where, yeah, because most of the wealth is now being held by a yeah. different generation. And housing, right? Because like everyone needs housing. It's like the millennials need to start getting housing instead of just renting now, right? So mm-hmm. it's gonna be moving into real estate. Is that true be... though? Huh? Uh, sure. so? Is that true? In the or future, is, gonna it, be... is it? Will it also? Will it still hold true that? The you know the average American household house. should own a family. Oh, that's true. We shall see. Yeah. Well, also none of us are millennials. So. Yeah, no, no, we're Gen Zs. So, like, I think, I mean, that even if that's not true, it's still gonna bump up like rent prices, right? So mm-hmm. it becomes more attractive for investors to go into real estate. You'll see. I think you'll see. We'll start seeing a lot more like large. Um, property like management market. groups and yeah. stuff like that yeah. yeah so like investing into those areas are going to look a lot bigger and a lot more inflated i think in everything is going to look more inflated but it's just like the money is moving into like a different area where like people just don't expect it right because right. it was more spread out before like if people were buying gold silver art i mean i think buying art, gold like, or silver these days you are an absolute bro boomer. people people are boomer yeah. and boomers <laughs> But like yeah, it's gonna. Shex, like I hold gold. <laughs> just kidding. Imposter syndrome. But <laughs> right? yeah, uh, Andrew, do you agree with that? Uh, if I'm understanding correctly, you're saying that when people, older people, are um, transferring their wealth over to younger people, mm-hmm. you're saying that younger people will put it into different segments of. Uh, like investments that are yeah. technically more high risk, right? Yeah. Labeled yeah. now, right? Yeah. Yeah, labeled high risk for now. I think when there's more money in so. there, I think it's like it's gonna be lower risk, just because like yeah, people I think don't. so. Yeah. I think so. Mm, and that's interesting to think about. Yeah. But it's bullish for like crypto. Dude, for I mean, sure. the fact that it's become more com- common knowledge that Investing. for people to have like let's just say have five million dollar investment account. They leverage, like you know, they margin out ten thousand dollars a month, and they live off that for the rest of their life. That the fact that that's a common knowledge, or like that's the way people are trying to. Is go. it common knowledge though? Yeah, I don't dude. think that's common. No, I, I don't think, think so. Common. I think it's no. more common now than it was I like think, five years ago. Well, it's probably more common now, but it's like I think it's still in our sphere of like. I think yeah, I think we're still in the sphere. Like like even within our age range and our range group, I think the, the investing is still not as common as. I saw this know. on the Logan Paul podcast. Show. Yeah, but. No, no, but the like, yeah, for but, me, if anything hits that 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 audience, I feel like it's pretty common. No, but like mm. he's like Logan himself is like a very smart guy, honestly. Like that guy is. A I know, okay, regardless, I'm just saying but, that the audience he's reaching, I'm saying, yeah, yeah. ends up like, being common people. Yeah, but it's mm. not gonna hit everyone. Whether like, or not like, people can achieve that to have a five yeah. million dollar portfolio account is isn't is really hard, right? Yeah. But I mean, like the fact that that is an option, like that's an idea that people can even think of. I'm mm-hmm. saying we'll start to see people leaving money in things that they want to have higher growth in, right? 
That's true. No. Gotta so. think like the public. <laughs> Gotta think like Find trends. <laughs> Finding trends. Yeah. And you have a whole generation of people who started to join the uh, stock market via Robinhood. And yeah. not even yeah. buying stocks, but bu- buying options. I know, they, they <laughs> skip stocks, dude. <laughs> what are stocks, you know? But, like, options are so much more fun on Robinhood. I think I showed you guys last week. The UI. Way yeah, way better. The gamifying it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a casino. Is it? No, it's not a casino. Dude, they, they, they gamify it. <laughs> they, I mean, they gamify it. They make investing more fun. I think it's okay. Is it yeah. investing? Is it investing? It depends, right? Well, that's a I very mean, loose term. Well, here, here's yeah, it's the thing. A very like, loose you, term, dude. Here's the thing, right? Because like with options, Nancy Pelosi only does options. No, but <laughs> like, like there's her there's, big trades are only options. There's different ways you can use options, right? Right. In the same right. way that you can you can also be betting by buying stocks too. Yeah, you buy you're buying a stock. shit stock. You're betting. Yeah, <laughs> a penny stock. Tattoo chef. Just kidding. <laughs> it's not it's a penny not a, stock. Not and a I own it, so. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay. I think, like, I think, like, in some I sense, think... as long as you're not putting yourself in, like, really bad financial risk, like, yeah. shape, I think you're fine. Like, yeah, money to be made is money to be spent. Yeah. What was it? Tattoo chef, Derek. I think. Um... Our day will come. I think. No, I for sure it will come. But I'm just saying. I think it's good exposure for you to be like exposed to like a small cap. Okay. Feels like That's probably the only cap. small cap I have. Yeah. Because yeah. like you have like large, yeah, I think you brother, only have large down, caps. It's down 43%. It's down hella. Year. Yeah, yeah. It's down <laughs> hella. But I mean, all the small caps have been down hella. So it's just kind of. Expected. I just want to say on this podcast that we, when we first started investing, we had this like um kind of routine where we talked about individual uh, companies and we'd go through mm-hmm. like a checklist of things we're looking for mm-hmm. tattooed chef scored so low like we did it yeah oh, it was they, like 30 oh, yeah. out of 100 no Wait, it, it just didn't fit low. the criteria Held that we had back three years in high school kind of like score like no no no, no. he was not that low no no, no. 30 <laughs> out of the 100 was boeing <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and that's no. a big company <laughs> yeah tattooed chef was not 30 out of 100 because like there was points that it would easily get like founder led all that stuff it was just like it was not yeah. that low it was not that <laughs> But I mean, even companies that were like a lot higher on our score sheet, like it didn't do too well, right? Like I think Square was pretty high. Square to was date. at like 60 something or 70 something. Yeah, 70 something. But then I think they're year to date, they're down like. Netflix. They're down a lot. They're we down did a Netflix. Lot. Netflix. Netflix, is good. Netflix did well. Yeah, Netflix did well. Um, Anything I think above the 80 threshold did, did pretty well. There's no yeah. almost zero negative returns in any of those yeah. companies I looked through recently. Well, those were like definitely more like safe picks, like 100%. Like right. they were way less risky. To fundamentals. This is the idea, yeah. right? You the pick fundamental now. Yeah. sound yeah. companies yeah. and then you don't yeah. have to worry about this. But you, then you, also, you didn't even have to know that Better Reserve get going to raise interest. No, that's true. But then like, what is it? You would have missed out on some like companies that didn't, that did really well this year. Right. Which is then, like, it comes down Ga- to... Did you say GameStop? <laughs> 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 oh, like, not this year. No, like one example is Tesla, right? Mm. Tesla scored high on our sheet. Actually, yeah. No, Tesla scored like 70 on our sheet. No, he was was 83 or 84. No, you were 83 or 84. It was sort of like 70 something. It was 83 or 84. Nah. I remember. I looked at it most recently. (laughs) But yeah. 
So I mean, like for the rest of this year, I think, or the, be, to start off this year, I think we should go back to the fundamentals. Like I think Andrew and Derek have been men- mentioning it a lot. So going back, reviewing the companies we own, the companies mm. that you might own, and then looking at how their fundamentals might have changed through the last year, how it might be getting better, and seeing if you should still be holding on to these things. Because like at the end of the day, they're just tickers. They're just numbers. Don't get too invested. Just because you're down. <laughs> That's right. So you should only invest in money you're willing to lose. <laughs> exactly. That's not a good way to talk about investing. <laughs> investing only goes up. The stock market only goes up. If you're an index Dude, investor, it has only gone up. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's the episode for today. Nice. We'll see you guys next week. See you.